Preparing patients for their operation. Confirm via previous clinic letters and the patient what surgery they are due to have. Complete a full history, including systems review and a quick physical examination of relevant anatomy. Do not forget to update allergies and prescribe their regular medications. Patients have often been given information from clinic regarding which drugs to stop and when, such as stopping primary prevention antiplatelets one week prior to surgery, DOAX one to four days before surgery, and warfarin four to five days before surgery. So ensure this is the case. ACE inhibitors are often stopped in admission as they can react with anesthesia and lead to hypotension. Other antihypertensives such as beta blockers are usually continued as abrupt withdrawal can lead to unwanted effects. Take bloods including FBC, Eusenes, LFDs and two group and saves the patient has not previously had a group and save and clotting factors. Remember to check these bloods later as electrolytes or clotting factors may need to be corrected before procedures and vitamin K has a maximum effect at six hours. Complete a VTE assessment. Prophylactic low molecular weight heparin can usually be given up to 12 hours before procedures if the patient does not have a high bleeding risk and is not already on adequate anticoagulation. Unfractioned heparin is sometimes used instead of low molecular weight heparin and requires regular monitoring of APTT or activated clotting time and dose adjustment according to local guidelines. Post-surgery, the operation notes should mention when to restart low molecular weight heparin and depending on the surgery, the patient may require low molecular weight heparin for 28 days from the day of surgery, even after discharge. Most surgeries require patients to be on clear fluids and oral medications only from six hours before surgery and completely kneel by mouth two hours before surgery, but this is dependent on the surgery and local guidelines. If the patient is a diabetic and requires surgery, they are likely to be first on the list the next day and therefore are only missing one meal. Keep the patient kneel by mouth and if there is a low risk of AKI and the procedure does not require contrast media, continue their metformin. If there is a risk of kidney injury, stop metformin and restop 48 hours after the procedure, as otherwise the patient may develop a lactic acidosis. In the case of a patient only missing one meal, all insulins are still prescribed, but once daily long-acting insulins are prescribed with a 20% reduction. On the morning of the surgery, omit glycoside, continue pyoglitazone and cetagliptin. If patients are missing more than one meal, are a type 1 diabetic or have poor glycemic control, then they may need to be started on a sliding scale with only their once daily long-acting insulin still prescribed with a 20% reduction. Stop metformin, short-acting insulins and long-acting insulins given twice daily. Patients can be restarted on their regular insulin regime once they have good consistent BMs and have had at least two meals but refer to the diabetic outreach team to help manage this. If taking steroids, a steroid plan should already be in place from the endocrinologists or rheumatologists. General advice is to continue with the normal steroid dose on the morning of the surgery with an increased dose for the next 48 to 72 hours in major surgery. After performing your initial assessments and taking appropriate measures to resuscitate the patient, it is key to discuss the case with the responsible senior clinician for best advice and further management steps. This information was sourced from NICE Treatment Summary on Diabetes, Surgery and Medical Illness, accessed in April 2020.